Hi guys, and welcome back to Chargers Powder Hour, episode number four, our draft reaction episode. Chargers Powder Hour is a brand new Los Angeles Chargers podcast that combines the latest team news, storylines, guest interviews, and analysis of the games with friendly beer and banter. Don't forget to check out brand new episodes every Monday and Friday, wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to leave us a review. Thanks for listening, and bolt up. have liftoff what is up bolt fam zion johnson sorry there episode number four zion johnson the pick is in at number 17 we're going to go over our our, our initial reactions we're going to cover uh the first round you know what did other teams do but more importantly what did the chargers do zion johnson is the pick at number 17 how you feeling you know really a guy that i don't know much about i know that he was the number one guard available so it's really hard to hate it but definitely not something that i was really expecting at 17 but with the guys that we saw go before 17 it was kind of hard to expect who was going to go at 17 so yeah if you uh if you weren't on our twitter spaces chat tonight we had a a really great time getting to speak with everyone on the chat and really just kind of share our our live reactions as each pick was was being called off the board and of course, the build up to to pick number seventeen was was really fun. Just kind of hearing like everyone's like you know, it's obviously being on Twitter, you know, you're staying up to date, but just hearing people's actual like their voice and and their reaction to a lot of the the takes and or the picks, I should say, was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's obviously a great great place to be. I love those Twitter spaces. Uh, it's really good to hear from some of you guys and just to get, kind of get some of your guys' opinions. So. Yeah, we're definitely going to be doing more of those in the future. Um, you know, the point of them is just to, you know, interact with the Bolt fam and and to to help grow the Powder Blue community. So we we've, we've been having a real real fun time with them. And uh if you guys have been jumping on those, we appreciate you um jumping on and, and sharing your guys' takes uh on just really anything Chargers, but especially the draft. Yeah, for sure. Definitely really good time to hop on those. Uh got some live reactions from some people including ourselves. And I mean, it was a wild night, so a lot of good stuff happened. So, and God damn it, I really wanted Derek Stingley to be there at seventeen. <laughs> I mean, that was short lived for sure, as he went number three overall to the Texans. But uh, I was more upset when Jordan Davis went to the Eagles at, I believe, it was thirteen. Yeah, Jordan Davis at thirteen. So, you know, it it is what it is. We knew that this was going to be a wild night, and it definitely lived up to the hype. I would say, honestly, a really crazy draft, like crazy ex-girlfriend status draft and no one i mean the first five picks were like pretty pretty you know expected expected, yes 
it just everything like, it unfolded quickly though i mean daniel or yeah daniel popper tweeted after pick number five you know hey we're five picks in no tackles taken and then i think he tweeted like eight minutes later and, and he's like we're seven picks in and two tackles have been taken off the board yeah so, yeah all those good tackles were gone by nine so yeah and it, and then once the trades just started rolling in i mean that's where i mean things started getting really crazy and, and we'll go over that in a sec and just you know the chargers did have a, a chance to maybe trade back i don't think trading up was really ever on the table especially without their second round pick that they used on khalil Mack. so we'll go over um you know possible trades and you know maybe even some possible trades to come in the uh in the future future rounds as we record this we're actually just finished up but just about finished up with the first round the chiefs just selected george Karloftis, uh d end out of purdue with pick number 30 so just about finished with the first round um but we'll have uh our our reactions on on some of the afc contenders and and uh you know how they did yeah so Bengals currently on the clock here at 31 but uh just wrapping up the first round just any any quick thoughts just to start us off um yeah, I, I, both guys I really wanted to be a Charger didn't end up in a Chargers uniform tonight. That was that being said, that was Jordan Davis and Kyle Hamilton. I, I was getting a little antsy when Kyle Hamilton got to you know was it thirteen, fourteen? Yeah, then, Kyle Hamilton went fourteen to the Ravens. So yeah, I, I thought there was a, a little glimmer of hope, and man, that would have been a that would have been a home run pick for me. Um, but no, I mean, I, I can't can't be too mad. Zion Johnson, um, you know, was he a reach? Eh, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll cover about we'll cover that here in a sec. But yeah, overall, I think good value. I don't think anyone's really mad with it. It's not Trevor Penning, and um, yeah, we can we can sleep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, there were definitely a few dudes that I really wanted, whether they're realistic or not. As in Kyle Hamilton. Um, just looking at the big board here, Derek Stingley, one of those nice uh, top three O tackles, but you know that that just really wasn't realistic to begin with, and we were just kind of hoping somebody would fall, and that just wasn't the case, unfortunately. But uh, Zion Johnson, good piece from what I know. Um, really haven't seen much film on him, but you know you got to protect your young quarterbacks, so really can't hate it. No, not at all. Uh, you know, it's not. It wasn't a top three tackle, but. Offensive line, you know, we talked about it, you know, in the draft episode and, and a couple of the first episodes of just, hey, they need to they need to get deeper on that position group, and you know, they they definitely did this week um, with a few additions. So let's get let's get it kicked off here. Um, the pick is in number seventeen, Zion Johnson, and, and we kind of just covered this, but you know, how do you feel overall about Zion and and, and uh, you know, how do you think that affects the offensive line and the position group? Uh, of the offensive line yeah it's definitely going to be something that's going to be really interesting to see going into the offseason um only because zion johnson's an offensive guard and i think this team really needs a tackle currently um he does have some experience at tackle however so maybe that transition wouldn't be too hard for him but i mean who knows we could definitely kick a guy like filer out there or uh really i i Again, I'm not an offensive lineman. I don't know how hard that transition is from offensive guard to offensive tackle. I'm sure it's a huge difference, but uh, 
I think that there's some options on the table, and, I mean, we're protecting Justin Herbert. I mean, a guy that's still on his rookie contract, a guy that's shown flourishes of potentially being the best quarterback in the league. Um, so it's really just – it's it's hard to hate that pick, especially with what we were given at 17. Um, I know in our pre-draft podcast we were talking about uh, – we really wanted Jordan Davis, and he flew off the board at 13, so a few picks even before we thought he would go. Um, which is just unfortunate, and then we were hoping another guy would would fall, but that's just not the case. And now Zion Johnson fell right to our lap at seventeen. Maybe a guy we could have traded back for, but uh, I mean, who knows? Who knows? He's definitely starting at right guard. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. So you think Filer's going to kicked out to tackle or no. re-sign Abushi? No, I I don't think. Uh, well. Kick Ubushi at the tackle as if we re- if we resign him, I should say. Actually, you know what? Now that you say that, I hadn't even thought about that yet. Maybe Ubushi's not coming back now that we just drafted Zion Johnson because that yeah. that kind of takes his spot. Um, and then obviously the addition of Will Clapp earlier in the week, uh, offensive lineman from New Orleans, worked with Brendan Brendan Nugent, the new offensive line coach for the Chargers. So th- there's some familiarity there and he can play all three interior positions on the line. So key depth piece, um, you know, call it Scott Questenberry's replacement, if you will. But I think Zion Johnson's a starter at right guard. I think Failer is a starter at left. Obviously, Rashawn at left tackle, Lindsley at center. And I don't think they just go into camp with Norton and Pipkins and say, "Hey guys, battle it out." I think they go they go add someone to maybe a, even a swing tackle or maybe even just a, a starting aging vet that's on the market to to really shore up that position group because they're, that's really, you know, now that now that they have Zion, they're really only about one one guy away that can play you know one or two different positions from really having a, a nice nice depth squad. Yeah, on the offensive line. So, a couple of days ago, that was a position group that I was really worried about, and now it's like I instantly feel so much better. It's it's, I love it. <laughs> I love Zion Johnson at seventeen. My only qualm, I should say, is you know I I I believe he still would have been on the board, let's say twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, and I know I think. I don't know who who's been saying it, um, but I know that that trade value wouldn't have got you a second rounder. It, it seems like it would have got you an additional third round pick, just going off of uh, trade value. So, I think they could have traded down, gotten an additional third round pick, and then also still been able to get their guy in Zion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That would definitely be my really only beef that I would have with this pick is. Uh... Definitely think that we could have maybe got a third rounder and drafted down. But, I mean, Titans drafted up. Um, they got the receiver that they wanted, Traylon Burks. Uh, got rid of A.J. Brown. Huge news there. But uh, who knows what the Titans wanted to do. I know that they are a team that definitely needs some offensive line help. They got Luan and uh, Ben Jones. But outside of that, they don't really have too much depth on that offensive line. So definitely kind of tough to tell what they were going to do there. Obviously, in the moment, the Chargers were picking. We would have had no idea about that. But, uh, yeah, Zion Johnson's just really a guy that we didn't really hear much about this offseason. Kind of going into the draft, I know he was projected in a lot of mock drafts. 
Um, but all the ones I saw was pretty much I was trading down for him. So definitely a guy that maybe we could have got a pick for and still picked him up. Yeah, so I have in front of me actually his, his draft profile based – this is straight from the NFL Network. So, you know, right away they, they list some of his strengths. You know, he's a t- two-time team captain with plus intelligence, so that's kind of – you know, right away that's just kind of like a nah, – who cares? It's a bullshit one. Yeah. You know, to be honest. Like, let's be honest. Like, yeah, a team captain. Like, if you're putting team captain on your resume, like, you know, it it is what it is. But big bubble – girthy lowers and wingspan like a tackle not a scout so i don't really know what that means but it's a strength so it sounds good strength level travels into brute force into his designation so sounds like he's a mean guy that's what i would translate that to being um excellent leverage and lift into initial strike consistent latch sustain and push as block finisher um, so these are just a few of his strengths. Natural pop. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know what any of that really means. I'm 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 not an offensive line coach, but let's just go to some of his weaknesses. This will probably point out why he won't and can't play tackle. Works out of an unorthodox pre-snap stance. So right away, that's something to to watch on tape for for Zion. I mean, if he's I don't know. I'll have to go watch film on that, but that's interesting. Inconsistent, gaining enough ground on stretch plays. Some struggles adjusting to moving targets. Um, so again, you know, the 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 more inside you play on the offensive line, you know, the, the easier it is. Obviously, the tackles are, are the, the toughest positions on the line, so um, that can play into it. Occasional issues with twists and blitzes. Below average redirection quickness. That's a big one right there. Punch will land a little high and slide off the pads. Slow in resetting and regrouping his hands. So those are the knocks on on Zion Johnson uh, according to his draft profile on NFL Network. Yeah. Um, again, I know I'm not a huge – I like watching film on some guys, but – O-line's definitely not one, especially Zion Johnson's not a guy that I can really... I'm, I'm just not good enough at reading a lineman to know, oh, that was a great move, or he's got his hands too high, he's got his hands outside. Like, that's all stuff that's easy to recognize. But outside of that, I mean, he had a first-round first overall grade. Um, he's 6'3", 312, a little bit shorter, I would think, for O-lineman. Not one of those, like, 6'5", uh, 6'4", kind of guys. But... I mean, overall, from just kind of what I'm seeing, again, got to do some film study, but from what I'm seeing, I mean, it's just it's more protection for Herbert. Um, definitely a franchise that recognizes what we have in Herbert and uh, recognizes that we got to keep him healthy. So it's it's just really kind of hard to hate the pick. Yeah, again, I, I, I think the only thing that you can have an issue with is, you know, would he have been there at pick 22, 23? I think he would have, and... Yeah, that's just the hill I'll die on. I really think they could have traded back, got a maybe an additional third, which again it's not a second, but you know now you have two thirds. You know maybe you know you could trade two thirds. You could you could turn two thirds into a second. You know yeah for sure. So it it, it just would have been another, you know, a uh, little bit more ammunition in the Chargers. You know, 
uh, pocket. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, again, yeah, like I said, you can't hate the pick. It's depth on the offensive line, which this team definitely needed. And I still think they need to go add, you know, one, if not two more guys for some key depth, uh, you know, on that position group. Yeah, I I really can't complain with that. Um, definitely, like I think we mentioned in an earlier episode, we mentioned earlier in this episode also, go get a veteran. Go get a veteran offensive tackle. I mean, even if you just bring him in on a one-year contract, you know, show some of these young guys around. I mean, we got a rookie now coming in. We got a second year, Rashawn Slater, you know. Bring him in, show him some tips, um, and let's see what they can do. So, Your overall grade of Zion Johnson at, at 17. On a scale of what? Uh, a through F. A through F? Like like a like okay. a teacher, like a like a classroom grading scale. See, I had my hopes really high that one of these guys that we were really high on would fall to 17, and it just didn't happen. But with that being said, I mean, I'll go with like a B, B minus. Uh, I think that I think that he's a guy that um, can play for sure. I mean, there's a reason why he was drafted in the first round. Um, but again, just don't know a ton about him. Not a guy that I really scouted going into the draft this year. I just I don't know a ton about him yet. But I'm very optimistic. That's for sure. Okay, so B minus. Yeah. What What do you got him at? I'm gonna just go solid B. B. Gotcha. Yeah, solid B, and yeah, can't can't be mad about it. It's a it's a passing grade. It's a it's good grade. Bs are good. Bs are good. Yeah. Bs bees get degrees, as they say. But uh, um, before, I mean, I'll give it a B- minus for now, but it's going to be interesting to see just kind of what they do with this offensive line going forward, who they're going to kick out the tackle, who they're going to sign perhaps in free agency. So I would say it's a it's a B- minus right now, but not a strong B-. minus. So Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, just solid B for me. I'm, I'm, I'm content with it, so. Yeah, I like that. So Moving on. Um, we're gonna let's recap the uh, how the rest of the first round went. So the Chargers only had one pick. There were thirty-one other picks. Um, you know, there's some some teams right now in the AFC that had some strong off seasons. They made some splash moves, and you know they they had some picks tonight. Um, and you know, let's let's kind of go through some of those. So you know, first up, you know, we have Baltimore at fourteen. You know, they were kind of the first contender really in in the you know, in the first round in the AFC um to really pick and they hit a fucking home run with their pick. Hundred percent. I mean Kyle Hamilton was a guy that a few months ago people were giving him the discussion of being a generational player that comes around every five years. I mean, this dude definitely was not far from the best player in this draft. Um, definitely a guy that if he fell to 17, oh my goodness, that would have just been a lethal duo with her and Derwin. But I mean, I guess we dream on at this point, uh, Kyle Hamilton to the Ravens at 14, um, broke my heart when I heard it, but here we are like that immediately, you know, is going to impact their defense. Cause I mean, I would have to, can you pull up their, their defensive like depth chart? Cause yeah. who, who, who do they currently, I mean, I know they have like they got, Marcus what, Peters uh, back there, Will Hill. Yep. Will Hill's one of their safeties. Um, I feel like they just signed Marcus Williams from the Saints. Don't quote me on that for sure. Let's see who they got starting at safety. But, I mean, a guy like that, I mean, 
Ravens obviously went with best. Yeah, Marcus Williams from the Saints, notable for the uh, Stephon Diggs touchdown in the playoffs. Missed a tackle. Yep. But still a great safety overall. Uh, Tony Jefferson, longtime Cardinal. Ardarius Washington. Um, yeah, honestly, not, not a ton of depth in that safety class. They definitely got a steal there with Kyle Hamilton at 14. So. And it just seems like every year, you know, the Ravens are going to have a good defense. So to see a player like Kyle Hamilton fall into their lap was just like, ah. Yeah, that's like, I'm, I'm assuming that's how teams felt when Durbin James was there at 17 just a few years ago. So, yeah, um, I was getting a little antsy when he was getting inching closer and closer to, to number 17. But it is what it is, you know, got to move on at this point. And, yeah, he's he's a Baltimore Raven. Yeah. Definitely too bad to see. Would have loved to see him in some powder blue, but here we are. And it is what it is. Great pick from the Ravens. Can't blame them one bit. So, Yep, next we have Buffalo. So they picked 25th, and they went with the cornerback, Kair Elam. Elam, I Elam. Kair Elam. Elam. Yeah, from Florida. Um, another guy, saw a few mock drafts with him going to the Chargers at 17. I didn't really know about him, or I didn't know what to think about him because early, like in the early, early mocks, like back in like January, February, like he was really high, yeah, and then kind of started slipping, and yeah, just the cornerbacks I feel like were really weird, yeah, this year. I, th- I think outside of Stangley and Gardner, I mean, you had McDuffie. Like, I was gonna say even McDuffie, that was the the I think the consensus third in the class, and Emmer Booth out of Clemson. Yeah, and but even even those guys, it just seems like Sauce and Stingley were the for sure two that you could probably just take to the bank, and, and they're gonna they're gonna have good NFL careers. But we'll see. And uh, I really thought when McDuffie didn't go off the board, you know, in the fourteen, fifteen, sixteen range, I thought he was gonna be a Charger. Yeah, like, I, I really did. Yeah, for sure. We'll get to we'll get to some more about McDuffie later, um, as we saw where he went tonight. But yeah, Kyrie Elam. Kind of a dude I don't know a ton about. Um, a name that I do know, the name that I recognize quite well. Um, I've watched a little bit of film over him. Um, but uh, yeah, that's another addition to that uh, Buffalo back, uh, not backfield, uh, DBs. They got Jordan Poyer back there, Micah Hyde, along with Tredavious White, and now Kyrie Elam. So, I mean, that's that's something that you don't really want to throw on back there in Buffalo. Yeah, they're adding to a good defense. You know, they add Von Miller to the edge this year. So, again, they're they're a contender, a contending team that I would say they're probably the favorites in the AFC. Probably for now, yeah. As of yeah. now, for sure. As of now, I'd say they're the favorites for the in the AFC. They add another corner. Whether or not he's going to be anything, that's to be seen. But I mean, it's not it's not, it's not an amazing pick. I think you know it just. It is. It's what was there, and 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 they hopped on it. So yeah, I I think uh, Elam's definitely a dude that it's definitely far from a reach at twenty three. Definitely a guy that I figured would go around that. It was a safe pick. Re- yeah, definitely a safe pick. Safe for pick Buffalo. for the Bills. I don't think any Bills fans could be really hating on that pick. So, and it's not again like as a Chargers fan, you know, like you know the Ravens pick Kyle Hamilton, like that hurts. You know, to see a player that good fall to. An organization of that caliber i'm like ah that yeah doesn't doesn't sit well with me but i don't have a problem with with kyer elam going to to buffalo yeah it's not like we have to play him twice a year so yeah all right so next we have tennessee tennessee 
was partially responsible for some of the the craziness that went down in the first round. They traded AJ Brown to the Eagles and then used that selection to draft Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Super interesting. I want to hear your take on this because uh what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't really get this one. I mean, um some NFL comps for Traylon Burks is AJ Brown. It's I don't I'm not sure on this one. I Traylon Burks is a big receiver, big receiver, um fast receiver, kind of more of a I would give him a player comp of closer to DK Metcalf, but uh yeah, they they traded into the top 20, traded 18 for him for AJ Brown. I mean, AJ Brown is he's he's a pro bowl receiver for that Titans over there. I don't I don't really get this one that much. Yeah, super head scratching when I mean, yeah, I I don't understand it. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about it cuz I just don't get I don't get it. But hey, they take Traylon Burks for the longest time it seemed like chargers twitter pre pre combine right that's that's a huge point in the the draft process because everyone thinks they know who they want pre combine and then guys just test out of their shoes and then like picks were changing overnight i feel like during combine week it was like oh this guy ran four three oh that's that's obviously the pick at 17 this guy you know tested out of his shoes and 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 this you know, event and now that now that's the pick. So Traylon Burks pre draft was like the receiver that I feel like a lot of guys really wanted. Yeah. Traylon Burks I mean he's a guy, he's a he's a yards after catch machine. I mean he's a dude that's just simply hard to bring down in the open field. Didn't run that well at the combine. No, did not test well whatsoever, but I mean film speaks for itself. I mean there's definitely definitely something Tennessee saw on him from his film that they just couldn't resist, really. They just said they wanted a younger A.J. Brown. Yeah, so now they got an A.J. Brown, but on a rookie contract. So Interesting. Yeah, A.J. Brown did just get paid. So does Philly take on all of that? Uh, they just extended him tonight to a, I believe it was a five-year, $100 million contract, 53 guaranteed. So something along those lines. I, I can't remember if it was four or five, but... I remember it was a hundred mil, four or five year contract with fifty three guaranteed. So they got to take that on now. So yeah, and as a Chargers fan, again we're we're going over these picks simply because I mean, you know how how does this affect the Chargers? You know these are all contending teams in the AFC. You know uh, Buffalo, Baltimore, Tennessee, and I don't think any Chargers fan is mad about what Tennessee did tonight. Yeah, I mean no. they they. Got rid of a for sure offensive weapon, a crucial part of their offense at that too, and drafted his replacement, and, and they don't even know if his replacement will be his replacement. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it doesn't doesn't really phase me much. It's just kind of one of those things that it's just like, what the hell is going on there in Tennessee? Not mad about it. You know, if you want to, you know, slow down your offense and, and make you know have it take a step back like you know other other AFC teams are not going to be mad so kind of a head scratcher another head scratcher for sure but not mad about it so is the draft officially over the draft is officially over or the first round first I round say. yes first round so first round officially, over. officially done um now we can officially 
go over the Cincinnati pick. Who did they end up taking? They took Daxton Hill, the safety out of Michigan. So the safety class outside of Hamilton, definitely a lot of borderline first round, second round grades on a lot of these dudes. Uh, right after Daxton Hill was Luis Seen, safety out of Georgia. Both of those guys were really just borderline first round guys. Uh, Daxton Hill is really a, just more of a downhill guy. I mean, he plays with a great head on his shoulders and simply just makes plays. Uh, NFL comp is Eric Berry, a guy that we're very familiar with being Chargers fans, and now they're going to pair him up with Jesse Bates there in Cincinnati. Um, I, I really like this pick from Cincinnati personally. Interesting. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, outside of pending, there really wasn't a lot of offensive line. Because Kenyon Green, uh you know, obviously Zion Johnson, Trevor Penning, they all went in like the 15 to like 19 range. So yeah. Cincinnati desperately needs O-line help still. But yeah, I mean, that makes sense if the, you know, they didn't want to reach for an offensive lineman. They take best player available, at least in their, their eyes, two safeties to finish off the first round. That's interesting. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, Cincinnati was definitely banking on Linderbaum perhaps being there at, 31 and Linderbaum ended up going to the Ravens at 25 or perhaps even Tyler Smith the uh, O tackle from Tulsa or who knows I mean Bernard Raymond is still available Um, but again Daxon Hill best player available for sure overall rank of 18 in this draft from the ESPN big board so and they got him at 31 so yeah good value there and somewhere Joe Burrow's got to be just crying that he didn't get any none of those none of the uh top offensive line prospects fell to Cincinnati yeah I think those nine sacks against Tennessee in the playoffs are probably in the back of his mind right now but yeah and it's the offseason's not over you know obviously we covered that uh in the you know first parts of the episode of you know the Chargers can still go out and get additional right tackle help offensive line help uh so can some of these other other AFC teams so uh, the last team we need to talk about before we move on is New England because they also had a very interesting night, a very Belichickian night for sure. Yeah, to say that they had a strange night would be be speaking straight facts. Uh, Cole Strange out of Chattanooga. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, a guy I have nothing to say about. Um, yep, don't know who he is. Didn't you say... Before we jumped on, his, his overall value was like 77. 77. Uh, position rank three, though, for O-guards. So hmm. I think it was uh, Kenyon Green and then obviously Zion Johnson. And then you go to Cole Strange. So what we really should be looking up is what did the Patriots receive? Because they had, we should state, they had the 21st pick to start the night. They traded back to number 25 with Kansas City, I want to say. 29. And then they traded from 25 back to 29. Back to 29 with San Fran. So So what the hell did they receive? What is Bill Belichick up to? Yeah, that's – Bill Belichick's up to something. So you yeah if if you can I'll try to I'll try to find what they received for that yeah just, if you can look that up real quick yeah because man tw- I mean obviously yeah just a very Bill Bel- Bill Belichick thing to do trade back draft a guy that's you know has a value of the seventy seventh overall pick just yeah and his name is Cole Strange very fitting because it's just a strange pick and 
yeah, I think that's kind of the just the perfect New England first round draft yeah. right there. Yeah, for sure. So out of that, the Patriots got a 29th out of Kansas City, 94th, and a 121st overall, all out of the Chiefs just to get back to that 29th, and the Chiefs were to move up to 21. So, I mean, it takes away some picks from the Chiefs, I guess. So that's good for us, I suppose. Yeah, no, uh, that's a very key, honestly, underrated part of this first round. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the Chiefs here in a sec, but, yeah, anytime, anytime you can take away picks from a division rival, um, even if it's the Patriots and Belichick, hey, we're, we're all for it. So yeah. that helped ease the pain a little bit of, you know, Kansas City, and that was, you know, they, they had a pretty, pretty good first-round draft. Yeah, Kansas City definitely got some key players. First one being Trent McDuffie, the cornerback out of Washington. I know that was a guy a lot of Chargers fans were – pretty high on a guy i don't know what to a whole ton about seems like he was kind of moving up some draft boards as of lately but uh they were to trade up that's who they got with that trade up from new england at 21 yeah and, and corner was a huge need for them obviously Shavarius ward not going to be back um secondary tyran matthews probably not coming back they did replace him with justin reed which i don't you know Definitely not Tyron Matthew. A little bit of a downgrade, but you know, still a, a decent player. And then they get a, a much-needed corner in Trent McDuffie to, to help the defense. And then they also finish their night with a, another defensive guy. Uh, George Karloftis, the defensive end out of Purdue. Um, definitely a guy that had a top-20 grade from what I could see. And, I mean, he just fell to 30. Can't really see many picks that... He could have really went before the Chiefs. I mean, there's some teams that obviously need some defensive ends, need some pass rush in general. But, uh, yeah, he fell right to their laps at 30, um, a guy that I think could really have some problems for us in the future. So this is exactly the draft that I did not want, the first round, I should say, that I did not want the Chiefs to have. This is like my worst-case scenario. And that's them adding on to their defense because I think everyone was really worried that they might trade up and, and get a receiver like Jameson Williams or Garrett Wilson or you know just someone to, to add on to that machine that's already just this insane offense. Yeah. But to me, I'm like, it, you know, they they want to keep neglecting their weakness. Like I'm all for that. You know, if they go get two offensive guys in the first round – you know they still have to stop Justin Herbert. They still have to you you know get our offense off the field. So, you know that that would have been fine with me if they wanted to to add a guy like Jameson or, or Olave. I would have been cool with that. The fact that they actually address you know defense because the defensive line, Frank Clark is aging. He's really not what he was when he came over from Seattle. It's pretty much just Chris Jones going up, you know, against and Melvin Ingram's not coming back. No, and Melvin Ingram's getting into his thirties now. I mean, so they desperately needed a DN, an edge rusher, to to get to the quarterback. And you know, I don't know why they extended extended Frank Clark this off season, but they did. But yeah, the two huge pieces for their defense, and I think that I think the Chiefs hit a home run tonight. Yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs definitely might have been the winners tonight. Um, again, like we said, I know a lot of receivers were mocked to the Chiefs. Chiefs, the Chiefs, but uh, 
I don't think that they – I just think with how many receivers went early, they didn't even have an opportunity to really take a guy that they wanted there at 21 or at 30. I mean, a lot of the great receivers from tonight went – Earlier than we thought, earlier than a lot of people thought, and they decided to just go with a different side of the ball, upgraded their defense a little bit, and I guess we'll see how that plays out in the future. Yeah, totally. Alrighty, and uh, yeah, that brings us to our next topic, which is a draft week recap. So, obviously the draft hasn't been the only thing that's gone down this week. There's There's been a few other moves made, especially amongst chargers so the big news really this week leading up to the draft was the chargers sign offensive lineman will clap from the saints and he can play all three interior positions on the on the line um what do you think about the move he will clap your girl's cheeks as they say (laughs) so uh yeah a, a guy um i don't know a ton about him really but you really can't hate o line depth uh, it sounds like I mean he played he played ball at LSU I believe I don't know if he was there with Joe Burrow but I mean if he was a part of that offense I mean obviously a guy that is has been in the spotlight before and can definitely show up for us so yeah um, obviously huge offensive line depth piece I think you know if he'll be the backup center he'll be the backup kind of swing guard you know high miss will probably be the backup right guard. He'll probably be the backup left guard, which means is Michael Schofield, is he still on the roster? I honestly, I think he is. So if he is, can you, you should look that up yeah, real yeah, quick. I'll look, I'll look that up. That's just a guy that, you know, just kind of goes over our head when we think about offensive linemen. But even if he's not, I mean, I, I feel so much better about the depth of this line just with the two big moves that we've made this week, and that's signing Will Clapp and drafting Zion Johnson at 17. So immediately feel better about the offensive side of this ball. And now I think one more one more guy to start at right tackle, go get a vet off the market and call it a day on the offseason. And... Um, draft really well and and, and uh, address the defense the rest of the way out. Yeah, from what I can find, I believe Schofield is still a member of our team. But, uh, yeah, no, Will Clapp, definitely a great uh, depth signing. Um, I know we were kind of knocking the fact that uh, Questenberry is gone now earlier on the pod. Sounds like he could be kind of a replacement for Questenberry. So, yeah, can't really hate that. And Abushi hasn't re-signed yet either, if he does ever. So, yeah. Again, more O-line depth, so can't hate on that. Let's talk about that because Odeabushi also came out with a video this week, and it was like a like a hype video slash like, you know, just showing teams like, hey, look, my knee isn't totally fucked. And honestly, it looked good. Like, I mean, I don't know how much to trust, you know, like a, a video that he like, you know, edited yeah. and put out there. But for sure, it it, it just seems like. You know the Chargers were were kind of waiting on to see if if his knee was going to be is going to be ready in time, and then it just you know that kind of lined up with the draft and 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 just this part of the off season. So now that that Zion Zion Johnson is a uh, is a Charger, that re I, I mean before tonight I really thought O'Day was going to be back with us. Now I'm really can I I really don't know now. Yeah, O'Day is a dude that is just kind of really up in the air as to what happened to him. I mean, we've talked we've talked in some earlier 
uh, one of our earlier podcasts, we talked a little bit about him. Uh, we don't know if it's that lingering injury that we had that he had last year, but when he did play, he showed some significant improvement on that offensive line. But again, with the signing now or the drafting of Zion Johnson and Will Clapp this last week, who knows if we'll see him in Powder Blue ever again. So, I mean, I. If you brought him back, that I mean, he doesn't. He's not going to play tackle. So, if you brought him back, then you know they they could kick Filer out to right tackle, and and have Zion be left guard, have Obushi be right. Then you still have Storm and and Pipkins, um, you know, for for depth pieces as tackles as well. So that could be an option. Um, from what I've read and seen this off season on 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 Twitter and, and just some, some different articles, it doesn't really seem like Filer wants to kick out to, to right tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't know how much experience, how much experience does he have out at right tackle? Where did, where did he play in Pittsburgh? Tackle. He came into the, the season, or he came into the league as a tackle. I think he played his okay. first two seasons uh, as a tackle. And then he made the, the transition to guard, played two, he played four seasons in pit, two as a tackle, two as a guard. I want to gotcha. say. Gotcha. Don't, yeah, that that sounds right. Don't quote me on that, but that sounds correct, though. I think last year was his third full season playing guard, and it was with the Chargers. Yeah. So, um, a guy hopefully can that can kick out there easily. I mean, I I think I'm pretty sure I read or heard or saw somewhere that he had made a remark or mentioned he had said something because he had someone had asked him about it, and he was like. If I'm gonna go out to tackle, they need to pay me more. <laughs> yeah, I I did I did see that, I did see that quote from him. I believe so. It doesn't really sound like he would be a huge fan of kicking back out to tackle. But I mean, sometimes you just gotta kind of pony up and do what the team needs. You know, if he wants a ring on his finger in these next few years, that might be what we need out of him. So that also though leaves. I mean, yeah, on paper, it, it solves a lot of the issues, but then if you really kind of read between the lines, you, you're going to have a rookie starting at a guard, which that's already going to be the case, and then you're also going to have a guy coming off a torn ACL starting at the other guard position. Yeah, true. So so just something to think about, and I I, I try not to be. I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I tend to be more pessimistic when it comes to the injury bug. He's so negative. <laughs> I, dude, I, I've seen this team just be absolutely. Yeah, we've been here before, folks. So, 2016, I think was just by far the, the worst I've ever seen. Not not just as a, a Chargers team, but like any football team, any team, any competitive sports team. Like they were so decimated, and so they've and they've been decimated by injuries. It's just hard not to go into to every new season and not totally be crossing your fingers, just praying that you know, your starters make it through at least three quarters of the season. Yeah. Healthy. No kidding. Yeah. Um, I think this is one of those things that before we get our assumptions up, we just got to kind of wait till camp, just kind of see who's getting reps where, um, how the rookies are looking at their mini camp. Um, just kind of got to wait till then. I know it's, it's tough to be patient. We've been patient since the clock hit zeros on that Raiders game until the draft. And we finally made it there. So just give it time. And I think our, Questions will be answered. Yeah, hundred percent. So, doing some more draft week recap. We already went over um, 
you know, Will Clapp signing with the Chargers, obviously Zion Johnson being drafted by the Chargers. Uh, Tom Telesco had his press conference. I believe that was on Monday. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, another key event of the week. And he said some things. People wrote down some things. And then people also said some some things on Twitter. <laughs> and I think the biggest thing that caught the most buzz was his, his comments on, on Jerry Tillery. And he basically said, you know, Jerry has a role for us. I expect a bigger role for for him this year. And, you know, we're not we're not going to talk contract stuff until after the draft. I think here's my my honest opinion. It's just GM speak. It's just, it's. I mean, what is he what is he going to say? Like, nah, you know, he's garbage. He's trash, and he's not going to be on the team in, next year. Yeah, uh, Jerry. You know, Jerry's a guy that is just utter garbage. To be quite honest with you. Um, number 99 number yeah excuse me i don't know who jerry is but number 99 on our team um i don't know if you've ever seen the meme before where it's the guy and he says she is very gorgeous to me but that sounds like it's kind of tom telesco right now versus uh the rest of the chargers fan base see i don't even know if it's that i I just think it's like you know tom being the the professional that he is he's not he's not gonna throw any of his players under the bus yeah 100 percent. and i think they would have they would have tendered him by now, along with the other guys in the team that re- that got him. You know, the the Storm Nortons, the Jalen Guyton, Donald Parhams. I think he would have been included in that list if they were. I mean, th- they would have done it by now. Yeah, um, for sure. And I'm not gonna deny that Jerry Tillery doesn't have a role on this team. It's just the fact that he only shows up in that role maybe once every few weeks. So, I mean, he has shown a few flashes. The only problem is he shows flashes maybe twice a year. So, Yeah, we'll just call it what it is. He's a rotational, you know, defensive tackle. Yeah. Again, I guess at this point he's a depth piece with what we've added this offseason. Hopefully we can get later in the draft. But uh, Yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely not going to be starting. So we don't at least have to worry about that. And, you know, it's still as much as we hate on him, He's still probably one of, if not the best, uh, interior pass rushers on the roster. Yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, and that's, I mean, not saying much because, you know, Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, those guys are, you know, specifically brought in to, to help with the run and and just, you know, kind of help run Brandon, Sk- Brandon Staley's scheme. So, yeah, I mean, he, he, I could see him being in there on, you know, maybe some third and longs, obviously obvious pass situations where you know they they can maybe you know have him make a move and and, and put some additional pressure on the quarterback but not much more than that yeah yeah um you know again like you were kind of saying telesco's not gonna just sit there and say oh jerry yeah he's fucking trash like we we're not gonna pick up his fifth year option because i mean we're still gonna have him for at least one more year as long at least from what we can tell so yeah, Jerry's garbage. We all kind of know that as Chargers. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. We all know that he's not the best, and I hope to God he doesn't pick up his fifth year option unless he were to just somehow break out this year. But uh, yeah, you're not just gonna trash your players. So I would take what I would take his comments on Jerry with a grain of salt. Yeah, so zero percent chance he's back. I think, in my opinion, what do you think? I mean, unless that he for his for his fifth year, I should say he'll be a Charger this year. We're talking obviously the following year. Yeah, no, unless he takes just 
an absolute massive step this year that just comes out of absolutely nowhere. No, he's not. He's not coming back. All right. Well, enough talk on number 99. Let's yeah. move on. So the other um, piece of news that did come out, I, I believe in, in Tom Telesco's press conference, was that uh, Kenneth Murray kind of gave an update on him. He had surgery. He's recovering, and, and things are going well. Doesn't seem like he's going to be uh, ready for OTAs. If not, you know, maybe not even training camp. So, you know, possibly looking at starting the year without him. Yeah. Um, Kenneth's another guy that is a few years away from maybe being in Jerry Tillery's boat at this point. I don't want to go that far quite yet, but he needs to. He needs to step up. Let's be honest. It just it sucks because it doesn't look it doesn't look good at all where it's headed. I mean, I I, I kind of feel for the guy because I mean I was one of the you know the fans earlier you know earlier in the year that was just shitting on him because I mean he let, let's call it what it is. I mean he he was bad this year and they switched him to D end, which I'll never understand why, especially under Brandon Staley, but whatever they they switch him to d end and then they switch him back to linebacker and then he's all of a sudden playing the the most snaps and the most important game of the year and just completely getting exposed on national television i mean just a, a tough year in general and you know obviously now we know the ankle pretty much you know slowed him down the whole year now he's got to get surgery which means he's going to be out pretty much all summer. He'll he'll finally work his way back, maybe in camp. Maybe maybe he comes back in shape and, and gets off to a good start. But like letting Kaiser go, and I think people banking on you know at least having Kenneth Murray, you know, be the the linebacker, and and Staley's scheme. Like I think that's that's in serious jeopardy right now. It's looking like Drew Tranquil um, is going to be the starter over. Kenneth Murray, at least to start the season. Yeah, definitely not knocking Drew. I've loved that we've seen out of him so far. But uh, yeah, Kenneth for a first round pick. I mean, we traded up to get him. He just needs to. He just he hasn't even really shown flashes. Really, I don't want to go as far to say that he's trash, but he just hasn't really done anything really. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, the guy's confidence is probably just got to be, if not shot, it's got to be hanging on by a thread because anytime. You try to switch positions and then switch back. I mean, it's got it. It's got to throw your confidence through through a loop. But at least he's back playing the position. You know, we drafted him to be, and he's most comfortable at. But now he does have to go through the healing process, and it's it's definitely going to be a setback for him. So, you know, as much as we already want him to have have and need a bounce back year, it's it's looking even you know less likely. But you know, time will tell. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Hopefully this doesn't set him back too far. Um, we definitely, if anybody, we need him to be getting those reps in these in these mini camps, um, OTAs, anything. So hopefully it won't set him back too much. But again, um, I have a glimmer of hope for him, but it's kind of diminishing by the day. But let's hope that he can prove us wrong. I guess. Yep. Yeah, we're we're rooting for him, but just not looking great at the moment. So yeah, for sure. Last thing before we get out of here. Um, you know, looking ahead to the rest of the draft. Obviously, round one is in the books. Chargers, Zion, jo- Zion Johnson at number seventeen. No, as of now, and probably no round. You know, round two pick. Now that you know they didn't trade back in the first, so 
looking ahead to to round three um, and further down the road, what do you what do you think is going to happen? What do you let's let's start with this. Let's start with round three. What who do you like in round three that that you've mocked and that's that you think will be available and uh, what position group? Yeah, that's a that's a great question because there's there's a lot of places that we can go around free free oh my goodness i'm not a, i'm not a four-year-old how many but, beers have you had tonight? yeah no nah, i mean yeah no nah, I'm, fi- I'm fine i'm fine but uh defensive tackle really sticks out to me i mean we both projected jordan davis to be there at 17 obviously it didn't happen that way but um i'm looking at perry on winfrey the defensive tackle out of oklahoma and phil darius mathis the defensive tackle out of alabama um two of the top defensive tackles still available again they could totally be gone once that third round comes around but uh, two guys that are known run stuffers um, in some great defenses in Oklahoma and Alabama, or even maybe cornerback. Again, we really wanted Stingley to fall. Didn't happen that way. Didn't really think it would happen that way, but just kind of one of those things we were hoping for. Cam Taylor Britt is a name that really sticks out to me. Overall great athlete, and he played for our Go Big Red, uh, Go Huskers, Nebraska. So... A guy that I've seen play a lot in person um, and on the TV every single Saturday. And one name that really sticks out to me that I really love is Jelani Woods, the tight end out of Virginia. Um, Again, we just drafted Trey McKitty last year out of Georgia, so maybe tight end is not somewhere that we're really looking. And we signed Everett this last offseason, but he's a dude. He stands at 6'7", 253, and... uh, he just he makes plays. He's a guy that's going to go up for these 50-50 balls and come down with them a majority of the time. Kind of reminds me of a Kyle Pitts, maybe a Walmart brand Kyle Pitts. Uh, tight end and receiver, it's hard to ignore how deep this receiver class is. A guy like Khalil Shakur, David Bell, Wondell Robinson. Calvin Austin was a guy that we talked about on Twitter a little bit tonight out of Memphis. Uh, there's just There's going to be a lot of guys still available there. Um, but we have our stock bought in on Josh Palmer. So, again, third-round pick's not necessarily where we're going to need to go receiver. But if one of these guys were to end up in our laps, it would be hard to say no. Yeah, no. I I, I think, I mean, my, my preference would be corner and third. And then immediately, you know, start. I don't know what the exact pick we have in the fourth round is, but... I think fourth, fifth round. Those are the rounds to to target your your possible like RB two. Uh, if you want to add another receiver, speedy receiver, you know, there's so much receiver depth in this draft, especially in the later rounds, and and uh, they're so they're so fucking fast. I mean, everyone every seems like every receiver ran a four three at the combine. Yeah, no kidding. Like there's there's gonna be speed at some point in this draft. Uh, I did see somewhere that. I read the Chargers are absolutely in love with is it Danny Gray? Danny Gray out of like, uh, receiver. Yes, his last name is Gray, G R A Y. Let me look for you real quick. I don't. I can't think of his first name. Yeah, Danny Gray, SMU. Yes, he he ran like four three three. I want to say, um, but Brandon Staley is. It's been rumored that he's just head over heels for him. So, you know. I think rounds four through five are, are the you know the rounds where they can you know possibly add on to some offensive uh, pieces, and then 
yeah, I mean, really what they do rounds six, I think they have like four picks in the seventh. I mean, those, those will most likely just be, you know, depth, depth pieces, possibly another safety. Yeah. Possibly, you know, an edge rusher. So yeah, I, I don't know a whole lot about this draft class. You know, we, we've only really done the homework on the first round guys and, you know, kind of left, you know, the rest of it to the, the draft experts, but yeah, I, I think they need to go cornerback or at least defense in, in the third, and then they can they can start addressing you know some of the other depth needs in the later rounds. Yeah, I know you're pretty high on Kobe Bryant, the other corner out of Cincinnati. It only makes sense to bring a guy named Kobe Bryant back to L.A. So, yeah, would love that. Um, Marcus Jones, I want to say, out of Houston. Yeah, Marcus also Jones out of Houston. Another guy that I've I've done a little bit of homework on. Um, yeah, he was in one of my mock drafts, and uh, yeah, so tons of other options. But yeah, overall, it's got to be a successful first-round grade for the Chargers. Zion Johnson is the pick at number 17, adding on to the, the offensive line depth and, and uh, you know finding another starter uh, in the draft is always a success. So I'm giving it a B. You're giving it a B-? minus. Yeah, for now, until he proves himself. So. Okay, that's fair because I mean we just don't know a bunch. We just don't know a ton about him. I probably would have graded like Herbert a B, you know, on on draft night, and you know it's obviously a resounding A plus. So, how would you feel about the uh, punter out of San Diego State? I know that's that's a hot topic on Twitter for sure. I wouldn't want him before the fifth. Yeah, no, for sure. I think even if you take him in the fifth, you're you're kind of like, I mean, they have four seventh round picks. If you want to burn a seventh on him. Go for it, yeah. For but sure. I, I don't think he'll be there, and I don't. I mean, I think Telesco saying he's going to add a second punter is just J.K. Scott's going to be the starting punter. I yeah, don't, I don't really care what. I think so too. <laughs> I don't care what you say, Tom Telesco. Don't feed me your lies. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding, Tom. But in J.K. Tom, Scott's going to be the punter. Hey, just always remember throughout the rest of this draft, in Tom we trust. Yes, in Tom we trust, in Staley we trust. I was shocked that they did not go defense in round one i was all i was i was i was sold i i would have mortgaged everything i had which is not a lot but i would have mortgaged everything i had to to say yeah they're gonna go defense in round one so but yeah here we are zion johnson guard out of boston college is the pick at 17 for your los angeles chargers so cool well i want to go to bed it's getting late so let's get out of here yep for sure bolt up thank you for listening bolt up Thank you.